Hey y'all, I'm Jordan Gill, host of the System Samey podcast. More entrepreneurs are seeking freedom and flexibility, but how does that really happen? Systems, of course. I'm lifting the hood to my successful life first business, sharing strategies and thought-provoking prompts to how your business can accomplish the same for you. Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the System Samey podcast. I thought it would be fun to do a little update of sorts as the past, again, about six months, really, I have been experimenting and having some fun and creating new offers and really enjoying myself, if I'm going to be honest. So uh, again, I this episode is inspired by a few conversations that I've had recently, actually a lot of conversations I've had recently. <laughs> recently, uh, but only two that I'm going to reference. And, uh, one of them was with my good friend, Natalie Gingrich. If you don't know her, she's awesome. She runs a certification program called, um, DOO. So director of ops or operations. And I was voxing with her the other day and she said something that was really interesting and it's funny, she's on my email list <clears throat> and like we're friends, right? And she was like, you know, I really admire how much fun you're having. And I kind of just giggled to myself because I have been having a lot of fun. Um, but also I was like, oh, I didn't even know you were on my email list. You'd be over here creeping. And she was like, yeah, I read every email that you that you put out there. And I just have to say that I wish that I was more fun or I wish that I could take more risks or that I could get out of my extremely structured like approach to things. And I really appreciated that co- that comment uh because I I'm a pretty structured person as well. Uh but I think Really what it comes down to is I know that I get better the more that I do something. And so if I want to get better at selling, I will sell more, right? Or if I want to get better at launching, I will launch more. If I want to get better at speaking, I'm going to speak more. And meaning like, again, one of the reasons I I started my podcast originally was because I wanted to get better at speaking. So instead of waiting for people to put me on their stages, I just created the platform so that I was talking more, right? And I was like, Natalie, you could totally have some fun. What are you even talking about? You're fun. And she's like, I mean, I'm funny. It was funny, but I was like, you're fun. Like, I think that my fun may look different than your fun, which is fine. But nonetheless, you're fun. And like, everyone can have this similar approach to business now again, that doesn't mean everything is going to be hunky dory making you bajillions of, of dollars. But what I took from that conversation was that again, I'm inspiring people just in the pure action of showing up and having fun. Like that's allowing other people to do the same. And so I want to remind you Uh, that there's so many people who are watching what you're doing, not in a creepy way, but watching what you're doing and being inspired by the actions you're taking. And so don't ever, and they may not say anything, right? Like I just happen to be talking to Natalie 
whatever, two days ago. <clears throat> and so I wanted to give y'all a reminder of that. And then I had another conversation and I know she's going to listen to this episode. So hi, Cole. Um, but I had a conversation with Cole today uh, and it was great. I hijacked her time for two hours. Poor thing. But we were talking and she asked me, we, we had just launched Ready, Set, Collab yesterday. And she's like, dude, we've had so many people purchase this. Like, did you know that Ready, Set, Collab was going to take off like this? And again, I giggled. <laughs> I, I kind of giggle a lot, I guess. Maybe I don't know what that means about me, but I, I had to giggle because um, it, like basically what flashed before my eyes as she asked that question was the fact that I've launched 10 offers in the last six months. If you've been paying attention. <laughs> and all of them have made money now ranges of money right but they've all made at minimum five figures yeah minimum five figures so it's interesting because i i don't i don't really make a move on an idea unless i have had multiple conversations with people or i'm noticing underlying trends or conversations. So for example, with Ready, Set, Collab, which is what's happening right now, uh, is that I'm having all of these conversations with people all day long about, I want to speak more. I want to be on more podcasts. I want to be a guest expert more. I want to do all these things and build my business and scale my business through collaborations. So, and that's totally up my alley. And I was like, why is it so hard? And I actually had, I was on, I was a guest expert in May K. Sang's community about podcast pitching. And I was just like giving it to him straight. And as somebody who, again, like we have a lot of opportunities for people to be a part of our community. And that's really important to me. I want to be able to share my platform, whether it's event stages, whether it's podcasts, whether it's guest expert stuff, whether it's who knows what. And I was talking to her people just about, uh, thing again, personally that, that we look for in collaborators but also just again, when I'm in conversation and in rooms with people who have platforms, what they're saying they look for in, in collaborations. And this conversation was just like, I don't know where to send you. I don't know where I can recommend that you go if this is what you want. Now, can I send you to people who know how to pitch folks? Absolutely. Can I send you to people who can like connect you from a PR perspective? Yes. But like collabs? Don't know. You know what I'm saying? And how I see collabs a little bit different than like pitching or otherwise is pitching. There doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship involved. It's just you have a slot for your guest expert and I'm gonna pitch you or you have a slot for this and I'm gonna pitch you. And I'm just more of a fan of invitations. They feel different. There's a different energetic vibration behind them. And 
Like, that's the approach that I like. I like receiving invitations and I like giving invitations and how that looks. I know, I, I think I've shared this somewhere, but uh, Ellen Yen was, we were having a conversation and I don't even know what we were talking about, but all of a sudden we're talking and she's like, oh, hey, by the way, I know that you're picking speaker applications. Like if you want somebody to be a moderator, like I would love to do that. And I know it can be sometimes hard to find a moderator. And I was like, oh, thanks. And like left it there, did not have any plan to have a panel or need a moderator. Week or two later, I'm going through speaker applications. Lo and behold, I have built a panel. And guess who the first person was that came up in my brain to be the moderator? Ellen Yen. It was like done, sold, sold, sold spot. Don't even have to think about it or process it. It's sold. Same thing with, um, I had a conversation with somebody we met last year at the most, and we just had been connected on Instagram and then we got recently reconnected. I don't even know how. And we had a coffee chat maybe, or like just Voxer conversation. I think it was Zoom. And in my mind, again, I was processing that for our eight minute TED talk speakers at our event in September, I wanted to have a speaker coach for them. And then this gal is a speaker coach. So I'm talking with her and I was like, oh, like I want her to be the speaker coach. So what do I do is I reach out to her and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And I would love for you to be this person. Like, does it sound interesting to you? And she was like, um, yes, yes. All the yes, like sign on the dotted line. And so now she's our speaker coach and she is the bomb.com. And she's like, here are the things I'm going to give them. Here's how we're going to have it set up. And that's why, that's who the, the, the type of people that I want to work with are like, you know, yes, let's collab. Yes. Let's figure out a way to make this a win-win for both of us because it is a win-win, right? She gets exposure in her craft and I have an awesome, awesome coach for my speakers. So really excited about that. But I say all that to say that it's about invitations and that's really what Ready, Set, Collab is. is. It's, there's some suggestions and invitations. And so we're going to test out the process um, in April with some folks. And I don't even know where I'm going with this one, be real honest. I had a point, but <laughs> I... I, oh, I see the point where, again, it was really bothering me for like months at this point. People were asking me like where to go for collaborations, where to connect with people. And you can go into different group programs or you can go into masterminds or you can go into other free Facebook groups, all that sort of stuff. But like the point of all those things is not collaboration. It usually is to learn something or to get coaching one-on-one or to learn a skill or whatever the case is. And so I was like, well, why isn't there just like somewhere where you can go for collaborations? And that's where Ready, Set, Collab came from. All of my offers came about in that way, right? So I'm going to list off the 10 offers that I've literally put out there in six months and share with you kind of their origin stories-ish, as well as kind of, again, the launch lessons that I learned from each one. So starting back in October of last year in 2022, 
I sold done in a day self-study. And that was after done in a day program had, um, we had just launched and we were just getting, there were a couple of, of data points that we had just discovered, which was we have kind of two different avatars within the program. And that was people who came to all the coaching calls and went that route and got success. And also through the curriculum, basically people who did like the whole thing. And then there were these people who just did the curriculum and we never heard from them. And then at the end, they would leave us this testimonial that was like, I sold eight VIP days and I'm like ready to go. Like, thanks for the awesomeness. And we're like, who are you? Where did you come from? Like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> Cause you know, I've all the coaching calls. I'm like, I've never seen you. I've never like what's happening. And, um, because they didn't need it. That wasn't what they needed. And so I recognized that we were probably missing out on an opportunity for people to create VIP days for themselves because we didn't have a self-study option. And I was kind of anti-self-study for a while because I believed in the power of our coaching, right? Um, and again, I think timing is always a thing. And so October worked really well. So we put it out there and we had like 40 some people uh, grab the self-study uh, which was really awesome. And so and it was, we literally got emails, like reply emails to the confirmation email that were like, I've literally been waiting for you to come out with a self-study. Thank you so much. Finally, like this is helpful because of X, Y, Z reasons. And so that feels good. So the launch lesson there was, again, when you are looking at changing the how of a product or an offer, look at your data and look at how have people gotten results in the current offer that you have. And if you take away or add stuff, how will that affect the results and the delivery, right? So for us, it was, it was definitely a win. Then we launched done in a day experience, which was a, it was a shortened version. We were going to be moving in the program into like an eight week very like high velocity boot camp style. And so I think we sold three before I realized that it actually, I didn't want to do it in that format. Um, and so we honored the three and we focused on that. So that was, could we have sold more? Yes. Um, but the lesson that I learned in that is you can always change your mind and literally even when you're in the middle of a launch, <laughs> that's what I learned on that one. Because again, I think it's important and it wasn't because I didn't think the way that it was set up would be good. Um, but again, I was dealing with and still am dealing with some chronic fatigue flare-ups. And so I was like, ugh, like creating an offer that's faster is only going to add more stress to me. Um, and because I'm kind of a sponge, an energetic sponge to whom I'm around. And so if they're feeling speedy and like rushed, then I'm going to feel speedy and rushed. And I don't like that feeling, right? It all worked out in the end, but uh, I ended that launch early. Uh, VIP social was something that we sold. And that was, um, a networking event for VIP day business owners specifically. And it was a ton of fun. We had some interesting feedback and 
it was mainly about, um, again, if people knew how to, like, actually, um, I don't know, like, actually uh, know how to network and, like, connect as humans versus just, like, I don't know, like, typical networking eventy stuff. Because I think that what you think of when it comes to networking events, you think like, hi, I'm so-and-so and I am a robot, right? And it's like, no, we're not robots. We don't do that. Uh, so for that event, we had 144 attendees, which was super awesome, had a blast. And we had our alumni. We also had people outside of the Done Day program who came and it was really cool to again, just have an opportunity for people who have similar business models to connect, be referral partners, be clients, be biz besties, all the things. Then we did revenue Rolodex and technically VIP social was after revenue Rolodex. So this may not be in order. (laughs) I'm realizing. So revenue Rolodex is how to manage relationship marketing um, in like a in a Rolodex format in Airtable. And that was so fun. Uh, everything I've done is honestly fun. So I guess I don't know why I need to say that. But I found that mostly people, what people loved about that was that I was showing behind the scenes like actual emails of how I landed JV partnerships actual DMs of how I landed different collaborations and then how, how that relationship blossomed over time. And like, again, I show the real, real, like, I'm like, okay, I wanted to, you know, collaborate with FG funnels and I wasn't friends with Julia or Kathy. So here's what I had to do. And so I had DM'd Kathy a little bit and then I went to their event in Disney world. I talked to Kathy, I planted a seed of a JV partnership I told her when I would reach out about it after my launch, I reached out about it after my launch. We did a JV partnership in July of 2022, question mark? Yes. And then in October, Kathy asked me to speak on their stage, which I just did in February. So again, like just showing how those things operate. And so for Revenue Rolodex, we had 80 attendees, which was awesome. And yeah, we had a blast. It was, um, I think we did, yeah, that's right. Um, and we were planning to do it again in November, but decided not to because I was like doing the most. And so again, I cut the November one off early, but the one in October had 80 folks. People loved it. I loved it. It was just super helpful. And again, I love sharing the different systems and things that, we use and creating versions of it that other people can use. Uh, Then after that, we did a lot of things. (laughs) November and December were busy. So we created affiliate private invite pages. I guess that one was not a five figure. I think it was a four figure um, launch. Uh, And it was a short one. 
uh, and it was the affiliate private invite pages. So showcasing how you can do affiliate, like how we had 20 some percent affiliate conversion rates on our pages for our virtual conferences and how you could recreate that for your own products. Um, so that was really good and awesome. I do not remember how many people, I don't even know. We just removed our, uh, active campaign. So now I can't look at things as quickly as I could before, but yeah, so we had a handful of people join that and have that. Then we had, again, like I said, kind of a lot going on. So we then did a f couple of things. So social waterfalls and strategy save me kind of launched at the same time. And social waterfalls is my short form video agency that I have. And it is where we interview our clients for 90 minutes and then we chop it up into very specific talking head videos and we put it across Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and for some clients, LinkedIn. Or no, some clients, TikTok, not LinkedIn. And we had nine people sign up for that. And it's been really interesting and insightful to just see the different growth across all of our clients. YouTube has been awesome. And again, Facebook and Instagram, we're still having to tweak some stuff, but that was a really fun, it still is, we still have it, uh, fun offer. But from that launch, what I recognized is, again, it's about differentiation, right? So there's so many different short form video agencies, short form video AI, short form video whatevers. And so I had to differentiate myself. And so we did it by saying, we are, we are going to produce an interview with you. And we talked about if you're great on guest podcasts, and if you're great, like talking live, then this is going to be the best way for you to do short form video rather than trying to do the trendy cutesy stuff. Right. So, uh, so that again, differentiated us from a lot of the short form video people who again, were like, we'll just repurpose your old coaching calls or stuff like that and repurpose video, not B-roll video, but repurposed video is trickier from a lead generation perspective from Reels. So that's why we had the stance that we had. So yeah, that launch was all about differentiation. Honestly, all of these offers are differentiation if I'm being honest, but uh, that one definitely because social media agencies are, are, there's, there's not few of them. There's many, many, many of them. So the competition is high. How do we stand out? And strategy save me was a container that I built because I knew that in my next season of business, I needed to be able to have more asynchronous setup because I, I'm somebody who's very calendar conscious. And so I wanted to have as little meetings on my calendar as possible. But again, I love supporting people and talking with people and helping them move the needle in their business. So I created Strategy Save Me and it was for folks who wanted one-on-one -on -one coaching, but through like a Slack voice note and text relationship with two calls a month across three months. And then they could either rejoin for the next quarter or decide that three months was good. 
and it's awesome. I love it. It's very simple and it's really great for people who are verbal processors because I recognize in a lot of masterminds, it's like, okay, we got to wait a week, two weeks sometimes to get one question answered. And I just, I was like, mm, you know, like I, I want to be more involved. So I created this container and it's been awesome. So the first launch we did, we had 17 people join and we're still wrapping up this launch. And I think we're right around the same, maybe a little, I think maybe 16, um, is how many we have for, for Q2, if I am remembering off the top of my head. And again, every single person that has joined is like, I love that you share different tools and things for energy efficiency. Again, you're very calendar conscious, so you're not going to give me strategies that are going to be hustle, hustle, grind, grind. And I love it. And like, that's exactly who I love to help. And, uh, also for the Q2, it's gonna be fun. Cause we have a marketing training that my systems gal Cole, uh, who I spoke about earlier is doing. And then we are doing like a list building event for everybody, um, and for our community. And then, uh, we do a retreat at the end of the three months. And so I'm about to go to Austin, Texas and meet up with my Q1 gals. And then in June, I'll meet up with Q2, um, somewhere on the East coast. So I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, that, that, uh, launch I, again, and everyone loved how I sold it. So how I sold it in Q1 was through mainly email and loom videos. <laughs> and then Q2, I sold through mainly video ask, um, which I'm obsessed with. So that's like a whole nother rabbit hole, but we're not going to go there right now. So again, people like that I share like alternative ways like to approach sales calls or to approach launching or to approach a lot of different business stuff. And it's been fun to get to flex the muscle and support business owners who, again, like are dealing with um, health and real sickness stuff are dealing with caregiving are dealing with, um, shifts in their children's lives. Like it's, it's such an honor. I, I, I love it. And I don't take it for granted at all. So I was strategy save me, which again, I launched technically twice, um, at, in the six months. Then we had soft sale masterclass. And that was because so many of my people in Q1 were like, I want to figure out how you sold strategy save me, which is a six K offer. Like, how did you sell that? Not doing sales calls or like you didn't have a lot of like flashy stuff going on. I want to know how you sold that. And so I share a lot of my sales tactics that I use, which again, don't involve sales calls, which I have no issue with. Please. If you enjoy sales calls, keep doing sales calls. There's nothing wrong with them. But again, as somebody who wanted to be off, the screen as much as possible. For me, it was much easier to do like looms and, and or video asks. So I shared those strategies for that. And I want to say we had, if my computer wants to get its life together, uh, 36, yeah, 36 attendees for that, 
which was super fun and awesome. And yeah, so that lives there. Then, and I, I think what I learned on that one is, I don't know what I learned in that one. Gosh, dang it. These launches are all go- coming together. Um, <laughs> at this point, uh, then I had, oh yes. Short form slam dunk contest, which was again, how to show people my real strategy because my reels talk at marketer's heart went so well that I was like, Oh, like I could like actually create an opportunity for people to like flex this muscle. So, and I love March Madness, even though the University of Kansas Rock Chalk is not, uh, in the final four, it's fine. Not really, but it's fine. So I was like, oh, and we can build this bracket and it can be like super fun and there can be like a winning element to it. And that was so fun. And I think too, that what I learned in telling this, it was about a two week launch. We had about 187 people join that and you know it was a low low ticket it was like $29 <clears throat> because I wanted people to give it a try right it's an experiment it's a yeah it's an experiment that then you can use again and again and again once you know the the slam dunk contest is over and so I I really loved this and Stacy and my team was awesome at helping support me in building out the curriculum and supporting the community and all that sort of stuff. Um, And I think what I learned here was like, you can keep it really simple. Like, could I have built an entire Instagram course with this and that and stories and grid and reels and how they interconnect and what your profile picture should be and the hat It's like, "Mm, that sounds terrible to me. Um, if I'm being honest. And I was like, well, I just want to teach them this one thing. Cause like, that's what they need. Right. And so again, instead of building out this like 400, $500 course, I'm like, nah, this, this is just gonna be $29. And that felt really good. And a lot of people did their first reels. A lot of people got clients. Some people got, uh, um, speaking spots from their reels. Some people got, Uh, guest expert or guest coach inquiries like again it reminds them like oh yeah like when I show up like people are watching and opportunities come along more right like we forget that so awesome awesome experience loved every second of it and then lastly ready set collab which was super we're still in it right now uh but it's super fun because we we basically, um, we basically decided that I, it was, it's like a combination of things. So I'm trying to figure out what came first. Again, I create things based off of data, based off of conversations that I have and what I can, how I can actually plug a gap in the market. Right. So again, uh, short from the Sam Dunk contest, the gap was people are being taught how to do reels as if they're influencers. And it's all about vanity metrics and virality, two things I don't care about. And so I want to share 
like how reels can actually bring you business opportunities, right? Specifically lead gen for your emails, right? So that was the gap that I saw, like strategy saved me. I set up because there was a gap in the market of like a very asynchronous one-on-one coaching container, social waterfalls. Again, it was about reels and people who are, don't want to do the trendy reels. They want to do the talking head reels because they're really great at speaking and coming off as professional and as again, like a, a speaker or like a guest podcast person. Uh, so again, all of these things I could roll down all the ways that I plugged the gaps and ready set collab was definitely a gap in the market that I saw. And I thoroughly enjoy sending connection emails. Like I thoroughly enjoy when I'm like, Ooh, like these two people need to meet. (laughs) And so then I get to like play my little matchmaker and connect them. And it's super fun because I was talking with another friend of mine, Linda, and she was sharing how I connected her with somebody who then went on to attend one of her Mixer Mind events and then joining her Mixer Mind program. And then she came and spoke at a panel, I think at something and made like 12 K from being on the panel. So like, it's so cool. Like I love that stuff. And so I'm like, that would be really fun to do with my time. And so that's where ready set collab came from. And I'm like, there's all these people who want to be collabed with and want to collab. And I love to create collabs and like inspire that. So how about we just put all this together in one pretty package? So that's where that came in. And I did something really fun, or I guess am doing, because again, we're still in it, where I created this choose your own adventure Google Docs sales page. And we've gotten a lot of replies to emails about it. It was super fun. And it's uh, it's harder to track conversions, if I'm being very honest. However, like I don't know how many people clicked each of the links to each of the Google Docs. And so I can't track how many people are service providers or how many are course creators or whatever. But again, the point is fun. Sometimes I do things for fun. Most things I do for data. <laughs> so we've just had a blast. Like it's been like two days, basically. I sent out a data survey on Friday because I wanted to understand again, like, do, like, do people have really outlandish expectations of like what was possible from a like how many collaborations they can get perspective? And it actually, like, people were very realistic, which was good. And so, how many people do we have? Yeah, we have 54 people so far who have joined, and we have 100 dream collaborators left. So, it looks like 355 people came to the page and 54 joined, and that's a 15% conversion rate. Not too shabby, in my personal opinion. So, you know, I think that, uh, I think we'll hit our dream 100 and that will give me plenty of options and curation to be had for the really fun collaborations, which we consider like list swap, podcast swap, guest podcasting, uh, some social roundups and different things. Right. So what the, the launch lessons I learned from ready set collab is I can go from survey to like offer in a couple days. And I actually think in that instance, speed is my friend because sometimes, well, sometimes 
I, what I see a lot of people do is like, okay, great. They're going to do, and we have like, I don't know, 200 people uh, fill out our survey. And what I saw was that, you know, what most people do for market research is they like do this long drawn out situation where it's like, okay, I got to interview 10, 15, 20 people. Then I got to send out a, a, a survey from SurveyMonkey. And then I got to do these word clouds and listen, there are moments where that is super helpful. Um, I hired uh, Melissa Harstein to do one, do some heavy voice of customer research for done in a day, but it was after I had literally had like 300 clients through it. So she could take her time and it wasn't going to affect me getting revenue. So I say about to say that again, you can go from, and like people are ready. Like if you do a really great market survey, which I'm very grateful people take my surveys because they probably know that I'm going to like <laughs> create something in two seconds out of it. But I am super blessed in the fact that we do get heavy responses and then people are ready for whatever the offer is that I have. And so that's what I learned is like speed is my friend. Don't get wrapped up in all the shiny stuff. Like literally when I tell you, like I told my team on third, my leadership team on Thursday, which is Alice and Christy. Hi, this is what I'm doing. Just FYI. And they're like, okay. And then Friday I sent the survey. My project manager, Christy's out. So usually I will tell her what I've got going on, but she's having a grand old time in Hawaii. So I'm just going to let her be. And I just get to do my shenanigans. But uh, when Chrissy's gone, Cole will, <laughs> will step up. But I was like, no, I want to get this offer out. Like I already, I already can see it. And so I got it out on Monday and it took me I mean, a couple hours to write my Google Docs sales page and to, like set up a thrive cart and stuff. But like it was once I read the surveys on Friday, I like already knew, I already knew. So that's what I learned with the Ready, Set, Collab launch is that again, I don't even have a logo. I don't even have a website. I don't even have barely anything. <laughs> like I have the intake form for people. I have a way for them to pay me and a way to describe what it is that they're buying. That's it. Right? So all of these, I know this was a longer episode. I figured it would be because I'm literally rehashing 10 offers in six months. Now, am I saying that you need to create 10 offers in six months? Absolutely not. Um, however, I want you to hear all the different lessons and take what feels like it honors, you know, your if it honors your values or leave it if it doesn't honor your values, right? And my biggest takeaway of all of the launch lessons that I'm going to, oh yeah, and we launched our event. Okay. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, this little thing called make your mark live. See, this is, this is, this, this right here is how, you know, you're launching too much because you literally forget one of the biggest offers that you have launched out of all of the offers. <laughs> oh, I'm going mad anyway. So that's a whole not I'm not even going to go into the make your mark live one because I've already talked about it in like other episodes, but that happened too. So 
Oh, I hope I hope that the the lessons from the different launches were helpful, and that you were able to take things away from them and be inspired. Right, like this whole episode started with me talking about my conversations with Natalie Gingrich and Cole on my team, and this idea of like, do I know if it's going to be successful or not? Do I like? I just do things so fearlessly, and like, just put things out there without the judgment and the attachment to whether it's going to do well or not. And, you know, I think that that I'll end with this where I don't think that I'm necessarily fearless. I still get the butterflies of like, well, we'll see if this works out um, pretty much every time I launch. <laughs> but again, I hedge my bets fairly well, which I talked about um in my episode around like hundred percent success rate. And at the same time, like I do things scared a lot, like always. And yet, you know, I have allowed myself, especially in this season that I'm in to experiment and have some fun. Like that is my like biggest reminder of for y'all this year is have some fun. Okay. And I know that that may sound insensitive depending on what you're going through, but trust and believe I had a tough 2022, tough 2022, where again, my husband's never asked me if I wanted to quit my business, but he actually asked me if I wanted to quit my business based on, again, all the things that I was going through. And so I think that we get so wrapped up in the seriousness that is like, and it is serious. Like I, you know, I take my business very seriously um, because I have payrolls and I have taxes and I have really serious things to, to handle. And at the same time, like if I'm not having fun, then I can just go get a job. And then I don't even have to worry about any of this other stuff, right? And so if you're not having fun right now, if you're going through it, I like literally want to give you a big virtual hug. And what are some things that you can flex your fun muscle? Because people can feel that vibration. Like people, people are seeing that I'm having a grand old time over here. Okay. Experimenting, trying things, putting myself out there. And I will tell you, During this first, again, the last six months, I've gotten way more inquiries about collaborations. I've gotten way more interest in like really working with me in different capacities. Again, all these offers were different and it's been so, it really has been so fun. And I'm, that's not to say that that isn't stressful because I'm literally launching <laughs> all the time, which uh, I didn't have the best relationship with Mark launching before all of this. But you know what? Like, I feel a lot more calm about my launches now because my team has had to flex that muscle so much. And I've seen my team step up in big ways that launching doesn't really have the same effect on me that it used to where it was like, okay. Well, I don't know how this is going to go and we've invested all this time and money and whatever else. So it's, um, 
I think it's pretty powerful when you can refine a skill like launching, like writing copy, like selling, like marketing, like speaking. And you do it so many times that the edge or the attachment is not really there anymore. Or again, it's been lessened, right? All right. This is a long episode and I don't apologize. So I hope that you enjoyed learning some lessons along my journey of launching a heck of a lot in the last six months. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily advice or LinkedIn if that's more of your jam. Let me know if anything resonated with you by DMing me or tagging me in stories.